Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Next One Up podcast. Happy New Year as well. It is 2024 and Ooh. we have Super Wild Card Weekend coming at you. We're going to do a little bit of a preview and we're super excited for it. Super Wild Card Weekend, super duper excited. Love that. That's Love che- it. That's, that's cheesy. I'm probably not going to say that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We'll allow it one more time. We'll allow it one more time before the wildcard weekend kicks off. So I think that we should get into this right away. Let me, this yeah. news came out earlier today, I believe, regarding the Eagles-Bucks matchup. Big news in terms of that matchup. A.J. Brown is not going to be playing. Um, no. He did suffer a knee sprain against the Giants. Um, he really tried to make it back for the game, but it's just not going to happen. So that's a huge loss mm-hmm. for the Eagles in terms of offensive weapons. No, absolutely. And then you also think about the fact with uh, Jalen Hurts and his finger. I don't yeah. know if you saw that picture. That just It gave me the heebie-jeebies. Who so did not like, see that picture? They really yeah, circulated good. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much. But no, a lot of uh, lot of injuries with the Eagles. They're coming, on, they're coming into this wildcard weekend really beat up. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I think right now I, just, I have a lot to say about this matchup in general because I yeah. think this is one of these situations where an upset can happen. Obviously, the Bucks coming in mm-hmm. with that 9-8 and eight record, um, which did top the NFC South, but we know the South was kind of the lesser division in the league this year. Yeah. But I think if there was a time to upset the defending NFC champions, it would be now. The Eagles are obviously right. really struggling. I think just not even, like, injury-wise. I think, like, locker room-wise, it seems like Sirianni is, like, losing – the team a little bit in a way well I, I was gonna say that too because you know being in the Philadelphia area you yeah. see a lot of like you see a lot of conversation and you know you, you're like I'm gonna jump around just a smidge because I want to sure. backtrack a little bit on how you were saying how um like it could be an upset yeah I don't I don't know if I consider this an upset because mm. of how the Eagles kind of just slid into the playoffs right now it's they didn't end the season well they what won one of their last like six games losing right. five coming in um, and I, they're just sliding like what you're saying with the locker room, being in the Philly area where I was going with this is mm-hmm. the fans, the fans get deflated on one side, right? right. And that all that negatively impacts it. You know how Philly fans are. They're insane. They're going to be really hard on the team, sure. but then you also hear rumors and like rumblings about like, like you're saying that discontents in the locker room, like right. AJ Brown's deleting things or whatever you want to say. It just, it's a lot of noise. They yes. don't need to be there. That's a great point. And and you do mm-hmm. have a good point. I do say in terms of upset, I do think that the Eagles just have a stronger roster. And that's why I'm saying that. But you're, I agree with that's you in terms of like mm-hmm. the state of the team currently brings them right. to a little bit more of an equal playing field. Right. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. further like to break it down in terms of matchups, which reflects off yeah. of what you were saying on injuries. I think the yeah. Eagles – um, defensive backfield is really beat up they've been missing yeah. some pieces for a few weeks now and I think this that is where the Bucks can really take I advantage agree. um with mm-hmm. let's just start off with a Mike Evans obviously he's a dominant I was just gonna say for many many mm-hmm. years he I mean you're gonna have a matchup so he's probably gonna be matched up against Bradbury because the other corner for the Eagles is Keely Ringo who's a rookie who's gotten a little bit more play experience these past couple weeks but that's probably going to be the matchup is Bradbury Evans 
and Mike Evans is going to work that guy. I mean, Bradbury's like, I would, he's a good corner. I don't think he's that good. I think that mm-hmm. he's been exposed a lot over the past couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that Mike Evans, who is obviously great, strong receiver, can make contested catches, like he's going to be yeah. able to work that guy all day. So I think Baker should really be looking at that matchup. And then also, like, let's not forget about Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin also got to, like, the 1,000 mark, yard mark this year. And, like, everyone forgets about CG. Like, but he's a very dependable receiver. He's very good at catching contested catches. He's very strong in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, also keeping an eye out for him. Like, if the Bucks can take advantage of these matchups, like, they're going to have a way. Like, they're going to be be good moving the ball and and – really mm-hmm. getting that offense in motion. I think that's what they were missing last week. Obviously it was a field goal game. They won nine, nothing right. with three field goals. Like that has got <laughs> to change this week. If they want to be able to move the ball against the Eagles. Um, yeah. But I think that's primarily what I'm looking at. Um, and obviously yeah. like establish the ground game early on that side. But at the same time, like, let's not forget, like the Eagles are a very, I say like willful team. Like, I think they have a lot of grit and they do find ways to win. And let's not forget that. Yeah, no, absolutely. But like going with what you were saying with like the, with like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, like we're old enough to remember when Tom Brady went to the Bucks, right? And everyone is talking. We're old enough. We're old enough. It's been 84 years. Um, But we're old enough to remember that. And, the conversation surrounding, wow, look at this receiving core that's going to be around Tom Brady. It's not yeah. like they just disappeared since he retired. They still Perhaps. exist. Granted, you know, Chris Godwin had his injury, but coming back and getting back into the swing of things, he's still Chris Godwin. Right. And Baker Mayfield isn't, you know, as washed as everyone thought when he left no. Cleveland. I mean, like, I, I've really enjoyed seeing, like, him, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin building their confidence with each other in the, this, yeah. this season. And I, and I think that they can bring that into this game. Like what you're describing, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans can make those contested catches. Right. Um, and they're really going to be pushing those, a, uh, those corners, especially that rookie corner. I'm worried about him being a uh, – with this wild card yeah, game. He, I, think, he, I think they're going to take advantage honest, of that. To be honest, he's looked good. Like, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like, he has looked good for what it is. I think there's obviously a corner learning curve. But I think, mm-hmm. like, we need – like, we – I'm saying we. Oh, we. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> the Bucks need to uh, to to really test him. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. You, you test yeah. the young guys. Um, yeah. I will say – on the flip side, if we're looking Eagles O, Bucks D, um, yeah. obviously the Bucks have that strong front, strong mm-hmm. linebackers, very strong front. Vita is going to be in the face of Kelsey all day long. Vita, if you're Absolutely. listening, you better work that <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> But Jason's <laughs> like, I got three daughters. Give me a break. I just want him to retire. <laughs> become a become so you can like him like in the public, Carly. Yeah, a little bit maybe. Like, Vita, can you just work this man to force him to retire? Be like, well, that was too much. I gotta go, guys. Jeez. Anyway. The whole city of Philadelphia is coming for you, Carly. Right, they already were. But to finish talking about this Eagles offense, let's remember that they do have playmakers still, and it, they're. You know, obviously they're missing some key players, but you still have Dallas Goddard who can, yep, who can, you know, 
very show easily yeah. show up and he's great at mm-hmm. um finding the open space in the zone and getting chunk yardage let's also remember mm-hmm. we've seen quez watkins have make some nice yes. plays in this in the season so far so i think let's not rule him out if you can put these guys in good scenarios which goes back to coaching then yep. they can be successful so do you, you know a lot go ahead sorry I was going to say, do you think, like, I really wanted to touch on that coaching piece because you brought up Sirianni losing the locker room earlier. Yeah. Do you do you think that part of this slide into the playoffs does have to do with coaching, coaches not putting those players in that right position to succeed? It's possible. I think that with Sirianni, who is a, a younger head coach, right, yeah. he's facing frustration. And it's very yeah. interesting to see how head coaches react in the week of frustration. And mm-hmm. I think he's having a hard time with it. This is all, of course, my assumption and just my opinion. So, but that's what I'm kind of feeling that there is just yeah. an overall frustration in the locker room and he cannot figure it out. And yeah, right. And he doesn't know where to go from here. And I think because he's frustrated from the top down, doesn't know exactly how to solve the issues. It's just flowing into the rest of the organization. Right. Do you, th- oh, that's so interesting because I would think that like, you, you say he is a young coach, but you would think that yeah. he'd be able to, like, wrap his arms around it, kind of rally them all together and be like, guys, look, we did this last year. You know the right. talent that we have. Like, guys, get it together. I just, I, I, something's different. I don't – it is. I, I don't know for sure, but I, I do feel like with young coaches, though, who kind of – like, he's he came into a good team, mm-hmm. you know, and now he they, right. he hasn't had much adversity as a head coach. Right. And I think maybe a little bit, he might be banging his head against the wall being like, why can't we get it right? Right. What's going on with us? And like, Mm -hmm. I understand that frustration. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. So, and I I do think like, obviously they're in terms of like the, like the shifting in terms of defensive play calling and then making that Patricia, like the play caller on defense and just like, like you said, a lot of noise, like more, more yeah. of that and then distraction. So it just seems like they kind of need to get their – they just tighten things up. Get things um, together. Get their ish together. Yeah, but overall, I do think this is going to be a good matchup, and I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of good individual player matchups to look for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do – though, I really do think that Dallas Goddard will have a good game. Um, you know, I think obviously – you have Devin White and Levante David, like the duo, um, you know, that classic duo that now has become for the Bucks, And, like, they're two talented, very talented linebackers. But mm-hmm. um, their weakness, especially Devin, is in, like, coverage. He's yeah. really, really good against the run, but he does have some weaknesses in coverage. And I think Dallas Goddard can really take advantage of that and, yeah. you know, just gain some chunk yardage in critical situations for the Eagles. And those – and also t- – sorry – Go ahead. Like one more thing no, no, I was no. You're no. You're going. I'm like. I'm just like going with you. One last thing to add. If it does come down to the wire, yeah, the Eagles have Jake Elliott, who seems to never be an issue and never fail, and that kind of pisses me off. But it's just the truth. <laughs> Carly's like, Go. um. So we'll we're, we're gonna look out for that game on Monday night down in Tampa. Um, weather is looking to be a nice like sixty something degrees. Thunderstorms in the area, so we'll see how that impacts the game. But pivoting to another Florida team who is really going to have, like, what I like to say, like, the opposite of that kind of experience (laughs) in terms of weather. 
Um, we have the Chiefs playing the Dolphins on Saturday. Yes. Um, in Kansas City, I mean, Carly, I've been seeing, like, the. it just gets colder by the day. I heard I heard five degrees, then I heard zero, and now we're at negative five. That's, I, hear, I heard negative 30. I don't know where I heard that one. But. No, that's the wind chill. That's the wind chill, which, look, look, I don't, like, that, that just sounds horrible. Um, I was, I was watching sports center or whatever sports show you guys want to watch and the poor reporters that they sent out there that man looks miserable (laughs) i cannot imagine apparently it's like the cheapest tickets to have for like a playoff game because no one wants to go sit in that weather i mean that seems brutal i bet like as i'm so as i'm sitting here in my cozy apartment with the heating blanket on (laughs) um I am concerned for Mike McDaniel and his Florida body. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was cold in New York in, like, November. Remember he was standing in front of the heater? Yeah. And the Jets fans yeah. were making fun of him. And yeah. he was like, I am cold. It's cold. <laughs> I am cold. We love Mike McDaniel. He's getting to wear some fuzzy boots, a hat. A snowsuit. Um, I mean. A snowsuit. Well, let me ask, because in those – so thinking about this game further, mm. the big – it's not, I wouldn't say the controversy, but it's a big like area of discussion around it. Is yes. the fact that it's on Peacock, yep. and I know Come that in me. the lo- yeah, <laughs> and I know that in like the local markets, it's going to be shown on like um like it's going to be on broadcast. Be seen. Yeah, yes. on broadcast. Thank yes. you for that. Um, it's going to be on broadcast for the local market. So if you're not going to go and sit in thirty like negative thirty degree weather, you can watch it at home. But if you're a Chiefs us- or a Dolphins fan and you live in those yeah. areas, then if you can you watch it on so broadcast. Have it. Right. But if, but if not, you're gonna have to pay like what five seven five ninety nine. Wow, that that one cent really is a savings to round before six bucks. So to so. give some people some background, for those who don't know, I work for NBC Sports. So this is why everyone's coming at me and my company for this. So this is actually Carly's fault. It um, was all my fault um, <laughs> that I decided that this should be exclusively on Peacock. So the reality is of this game. And the reality of these streaming only games, as is mm-hmm. like Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football, is that yep. these offers are very large and the NFL wants to just make more money. So they will take the highest bidder despite the difficulty it might be for fans to watch. Wow. And that is the reality of the of it, the sports media world right now in terms yeah. of broadcast rights and, and purchases. Mm-hmm. And like as much as that sucks, like that's the reality. Like NBC played, paid a lot, a lot of money. I believe it was around $110 million for this game. Wow. And that's one game, and we were the highest bidder to put it on Peacock, and then us all said, great, like, well, we want that money, sure. And, you know, that's kind of the situation now. So, yes, mm-hmm. is it frustrating for fans? Absolutely. But, unfortunately, this is the way of the business right now. And I... I don't think that broadcast is going anywhere. Like, I feel like streaming is the future for a lot of things, like specifically more entertainment. But I feel like on sports, you're always going to have broadcast. No, absolutely. And I think you should. Like, yeah, I agree. I, and I think of like fans that say, are maybe in like an older demographic, right? Yeah. And they want to watch their, like the chiefs are their favorite team, but they live in New York. Right. Right. It's, 
it's unfair to them to have to purchase on like right. a streaming service or another streaming I, service. I think specifically playoffs because even regular yeah. season, if you're a Chiefs fan and you live in New York, you're not going to be in market anyway and get to watch it. Right. That's been for years and years. But yeah. because this is a playoff game, normally it would be broadcast everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's the difference, I think. Yeah. And like, I also think of it as like, like taking the focus off Peacock, you look at like markets and like what, what games are playing in market and what aren't. Like, yeah. I, we live in, I live in Philadelphia. I have had so many times this season where I do not get a four o'clock game on Fox. And right. I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the heck? I want to watch the game. It's happening right up the road from me in many instances up in, up in like North Jersey, up in the Meadowlands. And I'm thinking to myself, why am I not getting this game? If it's just a, literally a quick shot down 95. Um, right. And it, it's baffling to me with, with, with like how I'm, with what I'm seeing this year and then putting this playoff game on Peacock. I don't know. It's, it's like, I don't consider myself like a casual NFL fan. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think I'm more of, like, I would, like, I would see myself as someone who would pay, like, for a streaming service to watch the game, but not, not for, not for Peacock. Like, if for one game, no, but for, like, maybe 10? Like, possibly. YouTube TV or Does that whatever make sense? it might be. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I yeah. mean, you under, the reality is, it's strategic, you know, you want sign-ups yeah. and mm-hmm. you, like, want to get your money back and you want people to keep the service. Um and that we did a similar thing, like, with the World Cup, but, like, that yeah. was multiple games and that was a tournament. So, you know, it is interesting. I have been on Twitter just to see, like, kind of how people are taking it. Some people are really pissed off and some people course, are, like, yeah. a Big Mac is more money, so just pay the five ninety nine. dollars No, absolutely, yeah. When you think about it, when you think of it that way. Yeah, um, but I think in general it just shows the trend of, like, what I was saying before, highest bidder, that's yeah. where the game's going to go, right. unfortunately. And- and thinking of it like further from like a marketing standpoint too, like five ninety nine isn't really like a big investment, right? But if yeah. you're looking at like so like an Amazon Prime, which is like well like ninety nine dollars a year or something like that, sure. If if you want to get someone to sign up for that subscription, you would follow like the idea of hey, we'll give you one game for free, see how you like it, and then if you like it, you can sign for the whole service. Whereas like five ninety nine, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make sense to give them like say this game for free as like a preview of Peacock. And then right. try to entice them to sign up for the full service because five ninety nine is such like a low investment threshold. I would say it's right. just very interesting to see where this is going. Yeah, it's, it's like software. Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> you get the free I, version I, of Microsoft. I am curious <laughs> to see like how, how the numbers will come out and all that. I mean, our mm. Peacock exclusive game on twelve twenty three did all right, but obviously it was Sunday Night Football, not playoffs. And yeah. it's a different situation. I think more Bills fans were just pissed off because at the time it had implications for the Bills playoffs. So, right. you know, it we'll will see. be interesting. Yeah, definitely. But um, I, yeah, I think one of the things that another interesting weather game is the Bills game. <laughs> this is like, That's for okay, sure. we have started off this year in like this crazy weather vortex bomb insane situation because like we had the lots of words i know but like we had a crazy weather last weekend in this whole area and then this yeah. weekend with the, with the with the bills game you see all this crazy snow that was dropped and then like, i don't know you you saw this too carly where like they're offering what like twenty dollars an hour for as, as a casual fan to go help shovel out the stadium in orchard yeah. park um they will be getting 
and uh, free beverages. There's food being offered, but you do have to bring your own shovel. If not, one will be provided for you. But I will question- say this is like the most Bills thing ever. Just speaking like the it most is. Buffalo no, it is. Yeah. fan thing, Bills mafia thing ever. And you <laughs> and you know they're gonna show up because with their shovels, with their shovels, because it's there like they're. They would prefer 18 and older, but they do say if you are under 18 and have working papers, you can show up as well, (laughs) which I love. But Carly, let me ask you, would you shovel snow through the night in Buffalo for $20 an hour? No. Genuine question. No? I would not. No. No. If you, like, give me a jersey. Like, give me some merch. Yeah. Like, can I get some merch up in here? Like, what? Like, I don't want snacks. I want merch. How about this? Final, final like, offer. Yes. If you if, if you shovel through the night, you have thirty seconds unhinged in the bill store to grab whatever that, you want yes, for free. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that's that so fun. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You're just like grabbing like whatever you want. So you gotta go there. jerseys first because yes. they're the most um, resale. They, they're worth the most, exactly. Resale, exactly. <laughs> there you go. And, and then, then like. Just, those big puffer, the pu- like a, maybe a puffer jacket of some sort, because those a are always nice. jacket. That would be jacket. nice, too. Yeah. Right. Get I'm the high it. money items. <laughs> no hats. Screw the hats. No, hats. no, you don't need those. No. No. But I would, I would do, I would shovel through this, through the, through the night for that. Yeah. I would. But I would still get paid for the, the night and then also yes. get the store, right? It comes yes, together. Yes, the, oh, good. It's a yes. package. Oh, good. It is a package. The other one's just a, a bonus. <laughs> Excellent. Good. So that, that, we'll see, you know, they got Bill's Mafia, got their little army out there. Have some good yes. time. All right. Ch- ch- child labor, yay. Um, anyway. Some Moving on. rumors about Buffalo. No. I'm not. No, they're, they're coming. They're going to come for me now, too. Uh, I'm scared of them. Um, speaking of scary situations, I want to talk about the Browns-Texans for a little bit because I want, I didn't expect the Texans to be in this good of a situation this yeah. year. And I didn't expect the Browns to be in the situation either, as I look at Joe Flacco on my television right now. Mm. Um, I just, like, this is like a surprise to me. I don't know if you anticipated all this, like Browns, Texans, and the success that they've been having. Right. So I didn't think that the Browns team, no one predicted Joe no. Flacco coming back. So let's just start <laughs> there. That's number one. I would say that the Browns did have a good team coming right. in obviously they lost Chubb which was a huge loss um, but they were able to rebound I mean they do have talent so then they mm-hmm. they've been building talent for a while um, and then of course like the Deshaun Watson scenario but the fact that Deshaun Watson got down came down like went down and then they were Flacco came in which is surprised everyone but also now how Flacco's performing is a surprise 100%. to everyone yeah and I think that is what has made their playoff push because the reality is, and you're seeing this across the league with these starting quarterbacks going down, you're kind of like, Oh, well, there's my season. Right. But somehow Flacco, who we like used to joke when he was like a starter was like, Oh, is Flacco elite? Well, 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 he might be. (laughs) Maybe we're still having this conversation. Right. So I think that the fact that they, made a pivot, you know, made the choice to go with Flacco. Flacco has come through like that kind of saved their season in a way because you saw like what happened in Cincinnati, like starter goes yeah. down. Jake Browning did okay, but like it's kind of your season. Right, right. This has been like 
you know, we always talk about injuries, Carly, and yeah. like, we'll discuss this where it's like, oh, why does it feel like more this year, we, as we say every single year? Yeah, but right. this one has, this season's been super unique in that way where there have been so many injuries and it's like, I, it's like the year of like the backup. Uh, yeah, again. it's been quarterback um, specific, which is why I yes. think it feels like so much more because it's exactly. so impactful to every team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it's really nice to see like I don't want to say like the resurgence of Joe Flacco, but maybe something like that where like you see him like like really taking like the the offense and showing up. Yeah, like, yeah. Show, even though he's napping on the sideline, which you know what, whatever works. He's old. It's okay. <laughs> he needs some <laughs> caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> he needs that. But you know what? Like I'm really excited to see like him. I quarterback for the Browns and then CJ Stroud with the Texans, yeah. like, like really excited for him with this year. Um, it's just, I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. I am excited too. Um, I have really liked watching the Texans kind of yeah. become, come into their own this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say like the rookie head coach and rookie quarterback duo of Miko Ryans and CJ Stroud has, has made me so happy. Um, I love what D'Amico Ryans has done with this team. I love how Mm -hmm. he's inspired them. I think he's proved that he's a very good head coach. Um, obviously coming from San Francisco as the coordinator under Shanahan. And I think CJ Stroud has played beyond his years. He seems so not just on the field, but off the field as well, acting very mature, leading this team. I really was excited for them. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think so. I think they I think both CJ Shroud and Demeco Ron serve their first playoff win this weekend. Yeah, so it's just it's just yeah. very, very exciting. I also think that like from a team that was very not good, um yes. they have really turned it around and gotten the most out of their guys, which mm-hmm. I will say goes back to Demigo Ryan at coaching because they really have gotten the most out of every guy on this team. And mm-hmm. you look at guys like like a Nico Collins, right? And yeah. Nico Collins is a, was a third round pick in 2021, looking like a stud this year. I mean, yeah, I, I think that like he had over 1,200 yards receiving this year. Like someone like that, who you just truly were able to develop, I think that is so impressive. And I love to see that from a young team with a young coach. And I'm excited to watch this game as well. And and see how it continues to pan out for both of these organizations at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And that Shanahan coaching tree, it's just, mm-hmm. just it's nice to see, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, hope it, I hope it continues. We just talk about coaching trees as a success because let me tell you, Carly, the coaching situation Ooh. in the co- college, NFL, like what else is going to change nowadays? Yeah, we woke up and we were like, oh, Saban's gone and, and Bill Belichick is not the coach of the Patriots anymore. Like, what is happening? I know. Uh, for everyone for everyone listening out there, I don't know if this week has been as crazy and, you know, whiplashy for you as it has been for us. But it's just been one emotional day after another. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a Patriots fan, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think, that, I think that's probably it. The rest of us. Cause... As, yeah, as I reflect. But you know what? This okay. As a Patriots fan, I, I have to preface it by saying this. I appreciate everything that was that Bill did for our organization. Um, for those of you that don't know, he will he, him he will be leaving the New England Patriots. And we wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors, as I say, like a corporate employer. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Um, he did do so much for us, um, but I do think it was time for the organization to go in a different direction. And I agree I, with that. My opinions have been for this year. I don't like how everything's been handled this year, last year. And a lot of it comes down to the development of Mac Jones and then the benching, then the starting, the benching again. It, it just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that you've been really seeing like just a lack of like control over the last few years. Um, and it comes down to like, you know, last year when the fans were booing and then you bench Mac Jones, bring in Bailey Zappi and they're like, Oh, he's like the next Tom Brady. No. <laughs> um, and then, and then like you bench him and then you start Mac Jones again. And then you don't have like an offensive coordinator. It, it just has been bad management. That has just been yes. very surprising, like, from me, seeing such consistency for so many years. Right. Um, it just is, like, from a management standpoint. I don't think you lose your ability to manage just because, like, a Tom Brady leaves the building. Right. I, it's, just, it's just been disappointing as a fan. And, yeah. it's, and disappointing to watch, like, the lack of development from a guy like Matt Jones. Where I remember watching him, like, jogging up to the podium. And mm-hmm. like ready, ready to be drafted, and it's just it's just been sad to witness. So, all all of that to say that I think that it's glad that we're I'm glad that we're closing the chapter and moving on to a new one, and I'm excited to see where Gerard Mayo takes our organization because I do like that they hired from within. I do like that he was a former player, and I do like to see where he can take this organization and kind of like rebuild what we think of like that culture and like develop these players. Yeah. I think what you said was great and very well said. And I agree with, with that. And I will say that I feel like a little bit of the vision for this team has gotten lost over the past yes. couple of years. And, yeah. you know, I did predict this happening. It was very weird for me to say like that they're going to part ways. Cause you could say that yeah. the greatest coach of all time, arguably, but um, I think that it's time for a fresh, outlook fresh take all these and i think Gerard mayo is gonna be an interesting choice i'm curious what he's gonna do it seems like that's kind of the direction teams are going now like these players player coaches and you know you see it with tobacco ryan's we just talked about it we see it with antonio pierce getting interviews and um i think that might be like the next wave i know like there was a lot of talk that Vrabel might have gotten the role having yeah for the organization as well um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it was the right choice. Organization. I also think it gets tricky, like when your coach and GM are the same, and that's yeah. Eff- yeah. effectively what Bill was. And I think, like as great of a football mind as he is, and for a while that might have worked, at a yeah. certain point that doesn't work anymore. And I honestly think it's better to have a separate GM and head coach. It doesn't happen often where they're the same, but in situations where they're separate, like you get to check and balance one another. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's yeah. important. Like, like, yeah, I call Business it like, decision, it's like a marriage decision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Perfect. I think it's important. So then, with this, I'm I'm assuming that then the Patriots will then be going into looking for like a GM. A GM. I would assume uh, so. I think that they already had in mind that they would want Gerard Mayo, and I think that helped yeah. probably help with the GM search because yeah. he does want to find someone that aligns with his vision for how he wants to build this team and the type of players that he wants. Mm-hmm on his team. I think you need that, that yeah. kind of duo there. Um, so it's and usually it's like one or the other first, like if you don't have a GM or a coach in place, like you either hire one or the other first and 
trying to kind of figure out where where the game plan is going to go for the team. Um, but just like very strange, obviously, like just a weird thing, like not going to see. I don't know. Like we're getting so old. Like what's happening? I know. Um, <laughs> I know. It's the end of the era. Like, like it really is. Like it's just it, so bizarre. I know. And like, you know, you and I like kind of like reminisce in like text messages or we'll be like, wow, like they're like this big quarterback retired, right? It's like our childhood is gone. Yeah, it and it's like, is. Yeah. it really is. And like, you see that now where it's like, you see like Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots, Pete Carroll, like mm. not being with the Seahawks anymore. And like yeah. the other news, which we'll get to, and we'll discuss a little bit further, like um, Nick Saban with in college at Alabama like it's just crazy to see like all these names that we've known for so long to be in the same place just moving on it's like the heroes of the full world like yeah you know and it's it's just it's so weird to see but um it is funny the morning that like they announced that Bill and the Patriots were gonna be parting ways my dad texted me and said maybe he'll come back and be our defensive coordinator (laughs) And I was like, just right back to the 80s, the glory days. <laughs> In a stunning turn of events. I would not be mad. <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be like, oh. But it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I, people have been saying, like, do, like, is he going to coach somewhere else? Um, yeah. And the thing is, he would no. need to go somewhere where he can have a lot of control. Um, yeah. And I don't know where that would be. Also a situation where, like, it would be a good situation. But right now, like a lot of the the open positions are not super attractive like right chargers are probably the most and jim harbaugh will say, likely yeah. go there and then yeah. right it's like atlanta which like they have some weapons but who the hell wants to watch jesmyn ritter play quarterback well do you think <laughs> that, that do you think that they would bring bill in and then be like okay all, we're just a quarterback away maybe and... it's hard to say and give him another shot at working with a new quarterback perhaps I I don't say drafted I don't think drafting I think that you find one that I want to see like not one yeah like I want I I was trying to think of the best way to say like a quarterback that's not washed but like not like the issue issue is the the free agent market in terms of quarterbacks is not ideal right now not gonna lie like that's the problem um and I would also say like the commanders would have been a good place for him to go if he had more control over the situation, but that's not the case. And the way the new owner is running it, he brought right. in these two consultants and then hire the new GM who will then help with the head coach search. And there's, I don't think that's the spot that like Belichick would want considering oh, that yeah. there's so many other voices in the room. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, so with the with the commanders and them hiring um like outside well I, i'm gonna call them outside advisors sure. to help them with the, with this yeah. role very interesting that they hired um oh i'm blanking on his name right now but he came but he just left the warriors he both yes. at the warriors yeah. which was very interesting that they brought him in and like bridging that gap between the nba and the nfl very right. interesting and i want to continue to follow that it's almost like headhunter strategy yeah like if you figure out like if you can see good qualities in a GM it could probably transition to another sport because he's not finding the guys do you know what I mean like he's finding the guy to find the guy right or 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 this is totally out of left field he's going to recruit Draymond to the commanders where Draymond will be more comfortable playing football than playing basketball DMs Uh, 
<laughs> the end. The end. The end. The end. Oh, no, the end. Not the end. Not the end. The end. Draymond Green. <laughs> Just put him there. Draymond he would Green. get the amount of hands to the face penalties he would get. <laughs> Illegal hands to the face. <laughs> Just, I. Steve Kerr, just let him do it once. I need to see it once. One game. One game. It can be against, like, insert bad team here. I, I just need to see him on the football field. Um, so it would be hysterical. But um, <laughs> I think to wrap up, though, like, let's hit on Saban quickly. Um, yeah. Nick Saban retired the other day. And I saw um, a stat that I thought was so wild. Um, yeah. In his entire time as head coach in Alabama um none of his like if a recruiting class stayed four years or like a player in a recruiting class stayed four years they would have had a national championship wow that's a crazy stat isn't that crazy so like you stated that like he never had a recruiting class that didn't win a a championship so if you were a player that stayed through that entire class you would have won which is so wild wow that's so crazy (laughs) I, I'm honestly a little bit speechless, like, thinking about that, because, like, yeah, we know, like, the, like, the success of Nick Saban, yeah. right? But when you lay it out in like, that, put it way, that way, it's yeah, really it, wild. It is wild to think about, like, have we seen someone with that level of success? Like, Wait. will we see someone with that level of success I don't think again? so. I don't think so. I don't think and, so. I really and, don't, you know, especially the way the landscape has changed in college football. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I think of like, you know, we talk about like the landscape changing where it becomes like nil and whatever transfer portal. And we'll touch on that in a later episode where we can get a little bit more in depth, but it's again, eras changing. And yeah. he, uh, I guess it's a, you have, and yes. those, <clears throat> and excuse me, like you, what you were saying with you stay four years, you're going to get a national championship. I don't think that that sort of recruiting message holds the same weight anymore where it's like you you come and you come and play with me and you you will graduate with a degree and you will win a national championship and you're going to be successful in the nfl like those are things that he could almost guarantee sure crazy i think now it's a lot more like every player for themselves in a way like okay like i want to there's so much more to be gotten not do i just want my national championship but Mm -hmm. i want my nil deal yeah. I want, you know, to be in a program where I get, like, cool perks and there's great facilities yes. and all that. Yep. And this mm-hmm. is why, like, these, Different. these big football schools are just continuing to take money to build and build and build the coolest thing, the best thing, the newest thing, and have, you know, the greatest training and this and that. Because it's yeah. not just come here, like you said, get a degree, win an Addy Champ, get, your, get some NFL eyes on you. That doesn't come yeah. anymore. It's so no. much more. Um, and I do think that, like, it is that next generation, like you said. And they quickly hired a new <laughs> head coach. <laughs> Very quickly. Because I saw, like, wide receiver recruit just, like, decommit the same day that Saban left. Yeah, and Did they're you- like, oh. We got to fill this ASAP, which, you know, Kalen DeBoer, as the new ring being uh, offered – be the new head coach of the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. Accepting that he had a busy week. Yes, coming from the <laughs> coming right. So runner-up in the national championship with Washington as the head coach there. Yes, to becoming the new head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. 
Yeah. Woo! And and I, I think that is a good hire. I mean, he did a lot with that Washington team. And and I would say, like, just to quickly touch on the national championship, like, yeah, I kind of – Michigan is the better team here, but I think Washington – like did hold their own and and you know they were very beat up towards the end of that game so i i would say like but i think i think where he really shines though is his ability to take those players like you know how we were talking about like the five-star recruits that go like these big sec schools taking those players that aren't those five-star like always like nfl prospects since they were like five players developing them and bringing them into the situation where they were in Washington, getting the best out of them. I think that's where Alabama, like that's what Alabama saw. Right. And I think they, he, they hope that he applies that to their players. I mean, bottom line, this man took a Pac-12 team to the national championship period. Boom. There it is. Yeah. That's all I can say. (laughs) Need I say more? Mic drop. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) On that note, Carly, I think we should wrap it here because I am very excited to see where the landscape shifts to in both the NFL and college. Yes. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great to see what our kids see and what we'll see as we get older. Yeah. So everyone, let's get excited for Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, see how how everything goes. I'm super excited for lots and lots of football this weekend. You guys know where to find us. Thanks on Pod at Gmail.com. Thanks on Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and X. And we'll see you guys. Bye. See ya.